Hello, good to have you with us on Red Barn Radio. I'm Bradford Becker. Tonight we are in our 21st season of Red Barn Radio, and we welcome you to show number 812. Also a special night because our producer is celebrating a birthday. Our guest, Michelle Billingsley, grew up in a small town in Michigan, spent some time on the West Coast exploring options, and then resettled in Chicago. She's built a reputation as a songwriter and performer and has also released her own first album and then has another album coming up. We're going to talk about that tonight. Her first album is called Not the Marrying Kind, and reviewers have some great things to say about the music and the sharp songcraft devoid of the drinking and crying country cliche that clutters the airwaves. We're so glad you can join us for an evening of music and conversation with Michelle Billingsley.
thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. American Songwriter Magazine and Wide Open Country praised Michelle Billingsley for her storytelling chops, and Easy and Country Music people call her an important new voice in country music. Glide Magazine, Post to Wire, and Folk Radio UK draw comparisons to Americana and alt-country icons like Nico Case and Emmylou Harris. With her upcoming record, Both Sides of Lonely, Michelle Billingsley has evolved beyond the folky troubadour turns of her lauded 2020 debut, Not the Marrying Kind, becoming a torchbearer for classic country and western and honky-tonk that strikes a satisfying balance between vintage and modern. We're so glad to have Michelle Billingsley and her band with us tonight on Red Barn Radio. Give her a warm welcome. Michelle Billingsley. Living and working in the city, I thought I was a big girl. Oh, I felt so smart in my own life I could choose. So Miss Smarty found herself a city guy one night said he loved her. Then the next night leaves her sitting with a bad case of the blues.
folks, good to have you with us. Our guest this evening on Red Barn Radio is Michelle Billingsley. She's here with her sweet band, Jordan Snow's playing drums, and Doc Brown on lead guitar and pedal steel, and Brian Westfall playing the bass. They're all here from Chicago, I may have already said. But it's great to have you guys with us. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, yeah. We had to start by talking about the last tune that you did. That is a cover of Linda Martell's song, She made it famous back in the 70s, I believe. She was famous for being the first uh, woman of color on the Grand Ole Opry. It's a fantastic song that um, I sang along with every time I heard it, you know, on my Spotify list. Because where where else are you going to hear that song anymore? So I just, we we had to include it on the album. The songwriters themselves. Mm -hmm. Were two women. Right. Which also appealed to me as a female songwriter.
the new one that you did, very funny. I was over here giggling through it. I think I follow along with what's happening there. Do we have like a polyamorous situation yes. there? We're not supposed to do that in country music. Well, I mean, things are changing. They are. Especially in country music lately. Well, maybe in Chicago they are. <laughs> <laughs> I was drawn to the idea of in a relationship when you, you know, the freeze flight fawn are your three options when you're overwhelmed with things and I'm a fawner as someone in a relationship who froze when they should have said oh, no the other f and then things just snowballed from there and then you're just watching your life just ribbon away from you and I put that in a context that felt unique and fresh that uh, hadn't been done before yeah it sure hasn't country bands that come to us from up north <laughs> who are <laughs> who are always sort of taking those old themes in country music and sort of bending them and twisting them just almost to the point of breaking, but it's great. I love it. When I write, I like to set up a scene in my head and then give it a little spin to see if there's a different way into the same story, the same feelings, but a, but a different perspective. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a great strategy for somebody who wants to do something new. And the, the line in the chorus is, why did Tammy stand by that man? It was such a hit. And it was so a part of my growing up. That song was in the background. and But you start to listen to it, and you're like, but I don't need to, do I? Like, do I need to stand by that man? No. <laughs> when you have bad times and he has good times, it like started to rankle me. So I wanted to do, well, maybe I can't do that maybe i am doing that i haven't figured it out yet sounds to me like you have and i, I like where you arrive the way she said chicago made it sound like a swear years got hot across the bar finally god was fair this one was the one to help you burn away your past Now she's purring like a kitten But there's silence in your pants When will you learn? When will you learn? When will you learn? When will you learn? She was younger than Sister, younger than all right. You thought the life had missed her, took her dead between the eyes. Now all the calls you'd heard cannot fix what's been hurt. So I get stuck up on this cross. My how the tables turn. When will you learn? When will you learn?
Can we go back to Michigan? How sure. old were you when you lived in Michigan? Oh, this is what you do when you're in Michigan. You, you point out where you lived on the map. Oh, of course. I thought you were pointing to your ring. No, I was right. okay, yeah. from so, a, uh, Where on the hand of Michigan? Just a little below your fourth finger, I'll say. Okay. And about halfway down um, in a little town called Lowell, Michigan. It's between Grand Rapids and Lansing. Indeed. Uh, there's one exit off the highway, and I remember when they put the second stoplight into town. <laughs> <laughs> and how long were you there? I so. left when I was 20, 21. Oh, wow. So you did your time. I did my Lowell. time. When you were growing up in Lowell, were you introduced to country music as a young person? I wish I had a better answer for this. Really? But- Do people ask that a lot? It's such a great question, but I can't, I can't give you a satisfactory answer. My parents listened to NPR, you know, making dinner. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of musical uh, influ- outside influence, but I did play piano. I've played piano since I was first grade, so I was the only one forced to take piano lessons. Of how many? How many? I took it until I was 20. No, I mean, you, you were the only one meaning... Oh, I see. I have two brothers. Oh, okay. They got to play sports. Oh. I was stuck on the piano bench. Oh, was that just torture for you it as was a torture. young person? Yeah. I do have a good story. Okay. I Once I moved <laughs> away, the piano, which my mom played when she was a kid and her sister, um, ended up with my grandparents' condo, and they were thinking of uh, donating it away, and I said, can I have it? And they said, sure. My grandfather said, sure. So I have the piano I, in my living room. We're talking about an upright or mm-hmm. like it's a big a little... heavy upright that... No, is... it's a beautiful little spinet. Oh, sweet. What do you think your parents wanted you to play on the piano? Uh, probably, you know, Bach and Beethoven and Brahms. Was there a point in time when they said to you, you will continue practicing, you have promise? Oh, yeah, almost every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not the promise part, but you will sit down and play piano. <laughs> <laughs> what about the singing piece? When I ask that question to... Folks from the South, from God's country, mm-hmm. they say, uh, we learn to sing in church. What do people in the North say? <laughs> I would sing up in my bedroom, like into my pillow. I just loved singing along how it felt. 
felt so free and um, I didn't want anyone to hear me, so I'd go in my closet and put the pillow over my head and just sing. I, I don't have a sofa for you to lie down on there for this question, but... Yeah, um, I couldn't afford you as a therapist anyways. I do. <laughs> Why is it that you felt you didn't want anyone to hear you? Yeah, I was nervous. You know, I lived on a dead-end street with our goats and our chickens and our turkeys, and there, there wasn't much outside influence. There wasn't the Internet. It was just whatever I could find at the libraries. It was a little insular. This was a rural setting mm-hmm. where you grew up. Mm-hmm. Neighbors heard Mama yelling. Dad took off the bell. The good Lord will walk with me. program at your school we had band and were you part of that do you want to guess which instrument clarinet bass clarinet bass clarinet yeah all right did you just pick up that instrument because uh um, there are too many clarinets in band okay with marching band or i did that once and it was that's a very heavy instrument to carry around your neck so then i did the sitting down band Uh uh-huh at what point in time did you start to think, I shall eschew the piano and the bass clarinet, and I shall embrace the guitar? So I had um, 
moved to Chicago because it was the next largest city outside Michigan. I couldn't stay in Michigan any longer. And now you're 20-something. Yes. I had gone to college. Yeah, I was late 20s, and I started singing cabaret. There's a little cabaret scene in Chicago, piano bars, not really laying on top of the piano, but <laughs> but uh, singing in front of them. And I got so annoyed at trying to always do something different with my hands. And I saw a sign to uh, learn guitar lessons at Old Town School of Folk Music. Oh, great place. So I was like, I've got an old guitar under my bed, so I can stand behind this. My hands are busy. I'm happy. Tell people about Old Town School of Folk Music. Oh, Old Town School of Folk Music has been around forever. There's such a, a rich history there of songwriters in Chicago, and some of the teachers still walking around were you know, really good friends with Steve Goodman and John Prine. Mm. Like, Eddie Holstein is still there. You just pick up so much history just by taking classes there, and the classes are great. The teachers are great. I loved it. Did you take guitar lessons solo, one-on-one, or did you do some group group classes? Yeah. Okay, and did the teacher there have you all perform things together and compose material, or was it mostly about just learning to play the instrument. Okay. It was mostly that. Me getting into songwriting was was a personal journey because with piano lessons and the group guitar classes you're always taking other people's music in and you're not there's there was never I didn't realize you could put music out. Mm. I was hungry. I took every class I could even if I couldn't float in them. If I was just like the jazz guitar class was uh, very eye-opening but yeah I took and fretboard theory was also but I took every class I could I I took mandolin classes I took fiddle classes I just ate it up that sounds great I did nothing wrong love I did nothing wrong sure I let him have a peck at the nape of my neck but that was only polite cause he had bought me all that one and you know his hair must have tickled my nose So I might have looked a little suspect, I suppose But I did nothing wrong I did nothing wrong, love After this break, Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. This is Red Barn Radio, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style.
Michelle has a terrific first album called Not the Marrying Kind. You gotta check it out. It's on all the platforms you would expect it to be on. Is this the band that you usually spend your time with? Yeah. I'm not cheating on them with anyone. Oh, okay. All right. I wonder if you might just tell us a little bit about each one of the players here. I have so much to talk with you about still. Uh, behind me is Jordan Snow. I want to introduce him first because he was the first no uh, person to approach me and ask if I needed a band. You've been here since I didn't know I wanted a band, and I was still solo at the time. <laughs> so Jordan's been with uh, uh, with me. We have been musical together for a, for three years, since before COVID. So yeah. yeah. On the bass and on the uh, bass yeah, is Brian Westfall. Brian. Um, also, we're kind of all in the same friend circle in Chicago, the big old honky tonk community. Big old is, tiny. Yeah, that I was, was being say, how ironic. Big is, how big is that there? It's so small for Chicago being so big. It yeah, doesn't right. make sense. Some shining through the stained glass window. Dance. 
Tell us who's behind you playing all that lead guitar and, and that sweet Isn't that beautiful? Steel. Oh. It's pretty new. Yeah. This is Doc Brown. We met via Instagram. Really? Yeah, I was flipping through, um, flipping, you know, on my doom <clears throat> scrolling, and I saw a video of him playing, and I was like, where is this guy? And it said he was in Illinois, and I was like... Okay, so hey, do you have time to be in a band? Do you want to be in a band? Can we go on the road? Because I want to go on the road, but you're like kind of an important part. Um, and he said yes. You lived out of town at the time. Yep. So I say I'm responsible for him moving to Chicago. Well, way to go. <laughs> That's not a, untrue. <laughs> he had a uh, good reason to go up there. Yeah, and now, uh, yeah, my partner stole him, and now everyone else around town is silly. And now he's getting really busy, so it's actually kind of annoying. Well, I should think so, yeah. Is that the drawback of being wed or partnered with a uh, another musician, yes. Michelle? Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> they steal your bandmates? They steal your bandmates. On the other hand, it is nice if you, uh, need, you're like, do you, can I ask your drummer if he can work this yeah. day? Are you playing this day? Can I have him for a minute? Yeah. So sometimes it helps, but mostly he says... Mine is mine, and what's yours is mine. So he just takes what's... <laughs> nice. Sometimes the apple falls far from the tree, but boy... Both sides of Lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is your second album, and you started recording that a long time ago? We started recording it in 2021. Okay. 
Uh, we did the drums and bass tracks first. We had a different pedal steel, so I have to get back in the studio. I'm sorry. I work with Doc in the studio. I took it really slow, mostly because <laughs> my recording studio, the, the the mixing engineer was so busy. So you'd, you'd be like, can we come in again? He's like, yeah, sure. I have uh, one date in the next two months <clears throat> free. Do you want it? I also sort of picked up in my preparation Ooh. Uh, that time when you lost your voice because it was in the course of this project right? yes yeah and I still have that issue it just happened in color blue I had reached out to a voice teacher and said hey I've got these issues with my voice can you help me what were the issues I had a, a very large break in my voice and I got fatigued really easily and he says I need you to go see at your nose and throat doctor before and see if there's anything wrong. I was like, oh, sure, I'll jump through this hoop. So by that, I mean I got a camera stuck down my throat. Oh, yeah. And he started typing on the computer, and he says, yeah, you have a, I'm going to call it atypical spasmodic dysphonia. Spasmodic dysphonia is what Diane Rehm has. Hmm. That's where your brain doesn't communicate with your vocal cords very well. He gave me the number to a, a, a vocal therapist if you can't work it out with her, we can look into Botox. Injections in my throat every few months. Yeah, I'd turn that down, I think. <laughs> I was pretty motivated. So what happens with me is there's some muscle on this side of my throat where it will just yoink itself out of commission, and my voice will cut out for a second. But as the source of the voice, it really is so frustrating. Yeah. It's so frustrating to have the one thing you use to communicate with the world in this art form just have something wrong with it then I had to overcome that so I spent a couple almost a year and a half maybe two years in vocal therapy reteaching myself how to use the muscles and working off tension and that was also frustrating because we were doing that while we were recording and I I couldn't fill out the rest of my recording day because my voice would just give out and it would become tired and I couldn't make any noise I basically started therapy and recording at the same time so yeah, it was a lot of fatigue because I was using muscles incorrectly, and I've mm. since relearned how to use them. And then, yeah, where that, that yoink would happen is where my voice would just cut out because my vocal cords are getting pulled apart. So I would listen to a take, and I'm like, there, it happened right there. We have to do, use a different take. Right. Departed saints and whoever were gathered together to decide who's better off. Cast your ballots on folded paper with letters written in honest prayers. hidden inside of his head rode on his boots dust from strange sands evidence of delta lands and salt on his collar all my rights a woman look a lot like me no court or given no change received but I, I mean she's as sweet 
able to continue on with the project and mm -hmm. complete it and are you happy with the result I love it oh good and so tell us a little bit about what are some things that you did differently on this record that maybe you graduated from in the first one sure the biggest difference is I produced it myself I didn't have an outside producer is that a financial decision or yes. a controlled decision <laughs> it was half of half and half I didn't want to do another album where I'm going through the ears of someone else I wanted to mm -hmm. see what my ears sounded like in post. And then, yeah, financial. I leaned heavily on my mixing engineer. He has so many great ideas and just so passionate about researching, um, going down rabbit holes to help us create a sound that I wanted. Oh, I love that. So what did that look like? I gave him reference tracks. I said I wanted it to sound like a mix between Tammy Wynette and Margot Price. Like new, old, new, old. He was able to listen to some older recordings and sort of break down himself what it was that was going on yeah, in the recording he'd say, process. Yeah, he'd say, like, um, you know, how did you want this bass to sound? Because in the past, the bass has sound like A, and then currently basses sound on the other end of the spectrum. Like, you have to make a decision. Are the is the bass going to sound modern or is it going to sound vintage? What's next for you all? You're going to continue traveling and you mm -hmm. have a big record release. Yeah, and then I'm planning a solo tour in Germany in the fall. A solo tour in a solo Germany. solo tour. And so what do you do when you're playing solo? You reference mm -hmm. fingerpicking. Yeah. Is that something you learned at the folk school? It sure is. Yeah. What style? What kind of, how do you define the fingerpicking? Oh, you do? It, shoot. What are the names? It's like a Travis style. Travis, yeah, with alternating thumb. Yeah. Gotcha. Did that really break things open for you? And It was kind of like being able to play the piano on a guitar. When I do solo, I tend to think of it more as storytelling time. Mm-hmm. I clean the house. 
fixed dinner, put on your favorite perfume. I put on the dress you talked me into for our honeymoon. Fell asleep in your easy chair, but midnight came. You're not there, and then I, I remember. Middle of the night, I had a bad dream. I dreamt you were gone. I sat right up and laughed at myself for such a silly thought. Turned on the lamp, turned over to say, but your bed is still made. And then I, I remember. And then I remember. Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner, NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is presented with the support of LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's cultural development, advocacy, and fundraising organization. LexArts, working for the development of a strong and vibrant arts community as a means of enhancing the quality of life in Central Kentucky. And by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information? Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of The Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. 
More at WookoutAmerica.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Kathy Stamps. The whole evening has been a treat, and we want to thank you all for being with us on Red Barn Radio. We are ever grateful, too, for our volunteers and our staff who make our production happen so beautifully each and every week. We want to thank all of you for listening to us on social media and those listening to us on the network of Red Barn stations and media worldwide. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall, here in the city of Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. Now, before we finish out this evening, let's bring back Michelle Billingsley and her band for one more number. Take my daddy away I tell him now So he knows how much You love him Guess that's why I've done my share Of running I'm a sucker For those fast moving Honeymoon types The ones who keep insisting They're Mr. Right Then later that Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style, the best music from the roots of the South, and sharing this music with the world.